You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. October 5th, 2023, and this is the PHP Ugly Podcast, episode 355. This is a podcast that focuses on the PHP programming language, running a business based on PHP and around PHP, the PHP community, and all other adjacent technology. We're sponsored by a couple people here, uh, HoneyBadger.io and PHP Storm, as well as PHP Architect, which is the company John and I run. And as well as our supporters on Patreon. We're going to talk about all of them a little later. If you would like to participate in the live show, if you're watching us live and you want to be a part of it, the best way to do that is by jumping in our Discord over at discord.phpugly.com. Do all sorts of things. We'll interact with Discord throughout the show. Discord gets to big title suggestions. Um, so, yeah, uh, come join us. For now, I'm one of your hosts, Eric Van Johnson. And with me this week is John Congdon. That's discord.phpugly.com. Do not go to the domain on the uh, the, the little intro page there. And Tom right up. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> well, I, the, the, I want to go night back. Got, the, night, the night got a whole lot uglier, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So the audio listeners aren't going to appreciate this, but we play a little little looping video while people join the live stream so that everybody can appreciate the intro Harry Mac before the show starts. I would I was in there today making some tweaks to it and either I fat fingered something and put a letter in a URL or the scarier idea is that has been there for like two months now and nobody <laughs> has noticed. It takes a release manager with a keen eye to say, hey, uh, guys. <laughs> so I might have to go back and take a look at this. I don't know. It's bugging me. It'll be interesting. Yeah, if you uh, if, if this is your first time to show, welcome. Uh, as I said in the intro, John and I are the two of the people, two of the many people behind PHP Architect Magazine and the PHP Tech uh, Conference. And Tom is... I'm Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom, let's start with you. How was your week? I want to hear how your week is. I was. Oh. I want to hear all the ups and downs and all the fun. Here's the thing. Lay it on me. I don't want you guys to get jealous. Okay. But uh, I have a secret admirer. Uh oh. Do do you? Yes. Tell us. Tell us more. Tell <clears throat> us more. I went to go check my mail today. Is, is it? Is it that shirt? Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> I went to go check my mail today, and hold on, hold on before you get into this again. I we always forget about the audio listeners. If you listen to the audio podcast, you don't watch the video or the live stream. You don't have an appreciation for the fact that we're all three developers, and we pretty much dress like developers, which is just mainly a t-shirt. Tom has been stepping up, his mixing game. it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're stepping it up a little bit. I guess that I guess that is a still a t-shirt, not a button up this week, but it looks a lot better still. than what I wear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, kudos to the uh, sex feathers or whatever that is you have on your shirt. That's That looks nice. Those are, it's just, just palm fronds. Little uh, fresh bottle, fresh bottle. You gotta love the fresh bottle. <laughs> Go ahead, start talking. I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna share this pour with everyone. I haven't drank on the show in a while, and uh, this keep talking and then just continue to talk. Just the type <laughs> of week I need to, uh, I need to take in a little, little something. You, you don't get Tom. I do, I do <laughs> seem to have a secret admirer because, uh, I checked my mail today and there was a package from Flipper Industries. What? This, and, this flipper industries? Uh no, this one. What? Nice. You got the case and everything? I got the case. Was, I got the what was on the screen there? Is that a somebody fishing? It's a dolphin. It's flipper. Uh, I couldn't see it. You didn't have it quite close enough. I don't have one of these things, so I don't know. It's got the, the it, Wi-Fi development board. I don't even have that. Did you uh, did you dox yourself you, again? So you should have. You should have. <clears throat> did you buy it, Tom? Because you should have held out. Because today they released one with a transparent case. No, I did not buy this. Um, I believe I've been telling my friends that my friends on the podcast got this for me. You have friends on the podcast. I do. It's Who's that? Cast. It's from Cam. <laughs> you don't. You haven't met her. <laughs> you can i none of what i said when i re- read the from line of flipper industries is allowed in the first like 10 minutes of something on youtube but uh my wife was <laughs> very confused and concerned uh while i opened up this package and uh i am so excited i've already broken a tv in a bar and my friend's new ceiling lights <laughs> You you just got it today? Like, how just, much do you get around? I just got it today, and literally, I just all I did was go to the bar for like twenty minutes, and then my friend's house. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I this thing is this thing is the pinnacle of cool hacker gear. It is, it is so crazy hands on. It is such a bizarre experience. Um, and, and I've completely forgot about what a horrible day at work I had. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys so much. I was, I was teasing you guys and this, this is just like, this is so touching. Who are you thinking? I've already, I figured you guys, but if not, whoever my secret admirer out there is. Who knows my address? Oh, listens man. to the podcast, which narrows it down like so much. <laughs> I appreciate you shared it on 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 the show a couple of times. You shared the Zillow post on the show. <laughs> it is it is so cool. And now you know, you didn't talk about this device at all when you got it. It's just it's me and you <clears> have <throat> talked about it. But all right, before you get in, before you get into it. Ben in Discord is asking, what is that device? Uh, the Flipper Zero. It is uh, the Flipper. Yeah, it is the Flipper Zero. It is a, a sub-gigahertz. Hacker's dream. Yeah, it's a sub-gigahertz band radio 
receiver and transmitter. Uh, it is uh, NFC tag reader and reproducer. Uh, what RFID reader reproducer? It does. It's got all these different antennas in it that do all these different radio signal tricks. Uh, plus an IR blaster, which is how I screwed up the TV. Uh, so like it's it's just got all of these things all built inside this like nice this it's very heavy for the size it's got Uh, a gp gpio pins so you can yeah so it's got gpio pins so this is the i've got the wi-fi module attached to it through the gpio pins and with this you can do you know war driving and stuff like that um but it's also (laughs) one of my favorite things about it it's also a a a pet dolphin (laughs) That you have yeah, to what, what what were those toys called back in the eighties? Uh, Tamagotchi. It's a Tamagotchi. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to you have to feed the dolphin by scanning different radio infrared interfaces and like saving them and repeating them back and stuff like that. So the more you tinker with it, the happier the little dolphin character gets. Which I wanted yeah. to see. I wanted to see yours. I wanted to see how sad your dolphin is. How, how do you? How do you tell? It'll. It's visibly. <laughs> he's sad. had it for. You've had yours for how long? And he's had it for I'm, hours. I mean, I mean, he's got a noose around his neck and a chair just dangling there. I don't know. Is that so good or bad? Great. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? No. no, no. He's very happy. Here, can I add another? Can I add a? Uh, my my stupid. Uh, well, I can't. Uh, I think I can. I'm gonna add another camera because my my main camera does not like to autofocus. So uh, let me see. Does this? Uh, if I do this, will that autofocus? Yeah, that's my guy right there. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a happy dolphin. Yeah, he's happy. He's singing, doing a doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. I like I like this toy. I was telling I was telling John actually just today because uh, mine is mine like is studying. Oh, sorry. Let me do, do it again. He he doesn't look as happy as mine. I got to be honest with you. He's very happy. It says so. You, you pull up the the profile on him. And he says very happy. What do you, you just hit enter? How, how do you get uh, the profile? Right. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't look at this stuff. Yeah, mine just. See, I'm still level one too. So. So but, but yeah. it is cool. It is absolutely a toy until I get in big trouble for it. And then it <laughs> it was uh, purchased for me by somebody else. This this is what they released uh, this week. Was oh, the one clear the case. That's awesome. Clear case. I don't know. I don't know if it is awesome. I originally didn't have the, uh, the silicon case protector on mine. Right. But like you said, it's it's... It's a lot heavier than I thought it was going to be, and I started carrying it in my, you know, with me, like when I went places, just to see what I could mess with. So I decided to go ahead and get the case. In which case, like the clear case, would have made no difference. Honestly, the only thing I kind of like about the clear case is that it has the word "flipper" on the front, which mine does not. I don't know if yours does, but yeah, cool, man. Well, try not to get into too much trouble. Yeah, see, it says it's got it in orange on the bottom. Does it? <laughs> mine does not. Oh, mine does. It's under the uh, under the lip. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I need this. So, 
so thank you guys so much. This is this is like the coolest. I am... So Ben, I'm sorry, Ben Ramsey is confusing me in Discord. You have a phone in your office that you know is there because of the emergency broadcast that went out yes <laughs> yesterday. How but long is that battery? How long is that battery lasting if it's just a phone you didn't know you had? Uh, I've I've had I've had an Apple device that I did not touch, that didn't have a SIM in it, and I didn't touch in a in a drawer for at least eight months, and it was still on. What? I, they when it's not doing anything, especially if there's no SIM in it, it can't do any network calls or anything like that. If it's not doing anything, it lasts a long time. Watch, watch, a woods. It's crazy. I forgot about the Swatch Watch. All right. Um, cool. Is that all you had to talk about, Tom? Or did you actually do work this week? Oh, no. I also have like a a ticket that I've been working on for like four weeks now that I'm just ready for it to be out the door. I'm like, I'm literally losing sleep over it. Have you had something that's just, it's a big monolithic task and you just start losing sleep no, over it, it. like it's not I, even monolithic task bad at this programmer point. is that why it's taking so long is do I, do I need to refactor it again or just start the whole throw the whole fucking thing out it's just it's it's starting to affect me yeah i'm with you today was nice because today was like the day i felt like I, I can't do more with it it's as polished as it gets uh qa is gonna prove me wrong but uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at the point where I'm going to tell QA, like, yeah, that's an expected behavior, and just push it. I had that that same thing this week where I worked on a task for a while, and somehow QA just kept finding issues. And it was a, it was a, it was a refactor, but I tried to modernize that code a little bit and use the value object versus just an array of data, and of course. Some place went to, yeah. Some place went to JSON and code it, but it wasn't an was not an array. So, whoopsie. Yeah, it's you know, there's there's always always going to be edge cases, and if you're working on big stuff, it's like I get that you're QAing the whole thing, but you're finding these weird ass edge cases that are not production likely. But it's not always edge cases either. Like I release code last night and of course first thing this morning a whole site is down because of code that i released and i'm like what are you talking about i optimized the query so i i had we do a lot of actual testing against the database in our in our tests especially for things like advanced search um, amongst uh, contacts and for some reason, we're in the process of trying to upgrade from MySQL 5.7 to 8. This test that runs in less than a second, all of a sudden on MySQL 8, took 45 minutes. <laughs> Sounds about right. Is that not what and the, upgrading is for? <laughs> and the sad part is, it's in a test database, so very little data, right? <laughs> So it's, uh, it's like, what, what is possibly t- taking so long? So I have this great idea. Part of the problem is it's using subqueries. So I will rip this out, do the queries for these IDs first, and then just use where in within the big query, right? And 
I have unit tests. Make the refactor, test pass, ship it. Good. Yet, until you put it against production data where there is actually millions upon millions of rows in the in the table, it just ground to a halt. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just the queries so, got backed up. I'm really curious. <laughs> that 45 minute uh, uh, threshold seems pretty precise. Did you actually wait for it for 45 minutes? I did not. Uh, so there was a team working on this MySQL 8 upgrade and they waited and then they're like, there's something wrong here. <laughs> this should not be, this query should not be running for 45 yeah, minutes. They watched two episodes of King of the Hill and decided to look back at the test and it was still running. So they knew something I, was wrong. I, yeah. I think it was like 44 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> I started up and once it got past a couple minutes, I'm like, kill, <laughs> got to figure something out here. The good news is, you don't have any memory leaks. I, it did. It finished. <laughs> That's one way to load test it. Yeah, if I had a test that ran for forty-five minutes. I'd get a memory. I'd get an out of memory error like within twenty. I don't know. Well, it wasn't actually getting back to the PHP though. It was just MySQL just churning on it, not doing anything. I, oh, well, it's so weird. It. I guess so. I <laughs> actually you? had had a couple of issues go out this week. That's just. Frustrating. What you know, no, not, but but you, you you did something very exciting this week. You I uh, did. You exposed yourself as a developer to the world. Oh no! I I have lighting. Yep, you know it. I, I have so much more respect for live coders. Is that a starfish up there? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, went live. Eric and I went live on Tuesday night and did a little live coding. I was trying to learn a little bit about Laravel and filament. And, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a long time and it is scary. Not, not only is it scary, but when you don't really have anyone watching or there's one person watching and they're not replying or putting anything in discord. It's like, I don't know how much to talk while I'm coding and how much not to, and trying to, trying to share my thought process as I'm coding and yeah, it, it was scary. It still is. Fortunately, I'm keep doing it? with you and Eric does not stop talking. Oh no, he did it again. Didn't invite me. He like learned his lesson <laughs> pretty damn quick. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a last minute. Like, Oh, I really got to do some more here. Like I, I stayed up after we hung up on Tuesday night. I kept working on that authentication, trying to, Google. authenticate against Google Sheets. Mm-hmm. And I finally was like, all right, I got to go to bed. It, it, it was like 12, 31 o'clock when I finally gave up Tuesday night. So last night, I'm like, I want to work on it again. I might as well live, <clears throat> live code, spin up, restream, and I'm in the wrong <laughs> channel. So I talked for like five minutes. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in the wrong one. <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> Of course, of course, I was confused because I thought it was from the night before. I'm like, wait, what happened here? Yeah, that was that was funny. Yeah, I you know I I'm with Ben. I I, would, I told John so. Ben says that you know he cannot live code, and I'm kind of like that when I try to pair program. Uh, I just I 
fumble all over the place. I'm really bad at it. And I think I'd be that way with live coding. But I told John before we started, it's like, I, I, I push down that imposter syndrome an awful lot. And I like to try to flip the script and just be overly confident a lot because I think it's funny. I overcompensate. But man, you feel that imposter syndrome kick in when you start to live stream and just like, yeah, this is <clears throat> when you're live streaming and fumbling at the same time, and you know you're making mistakes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, not not just what that. Was fu- the terminology drives me nuts too because I I'm so bad at programmer terminology to the point where <clears throat> there was a comment in code I was working on today that just said, you know, uh, memoize the the response here, and I was like, well. Fuck! What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does it mean? It's basically caching. Yeah, but like micro caching. It's like yeah. so. It's used the way it's used in this environment was like we have a single page application, and we want to gather multiple pages of responses, and then submit all the responses at once. Right. <laughs> Sorry, buttery's comment is funny. yeah. Uh, so, so in this case, memoizing is basically just taking all of the responses and storing them as variables in JavaScript <clears throat> one way or another, and then at the end, dumping out a post to an API endpoint, which I would prefer that sentence as a term, like just the whole sentence instead of the term memoizing. Because yeah. memoizing is the least descriptive, stupid word for something ever. That got introduced into our code base, I want to say six or seven years ago by a developer that was with us for a very short amount of time. But we have places in the code where you run the same query against the database over and over and over again, just because of the the way this code was written 20 years ago. It was just, you're like, eh, it's a quick query. Nobody cares. But you know, when you can do it once instead of 10, 20 times. Right. It, it's well, a like, quick, it's a quick win is really the, what it is. In the context of PHP, if, if you look up the user and you're constantly referencing the user, then you just make it a, a variable in your, in your parent class and use the one call to the user record instead of looking it up over and over again. But you don't, cache the user to something like redis it's just it's just an instance for that one session it's memoized you know a singleton is a memoization uh so it's i I, but i just you know i hate to bring up the primogen again but god i'm like turning into such a fangirl about it (laughs) everything he says is like yeah so you take a monad Drop it into a, an established uh, concrete class. Your concrete class represents a, a memoized cache forward-looking variable object, and bam, that's a great new feature. I'm like, what? <laughs> can, can you please speak English? What? Slow it down. And he's so excited about it, and I'm like, I can't be that excited about anything except for our sponsors. Folks, Tom Rideout here, and let me tell you, if you think listening to PHP Ugly makes you question my coding skills, you should see my actual code. 
It's why HoneyBadger.io and I are such a perfect match, like peanut butter and jelly, or me and questionable life decisions. Listen, I don't need more pie charts to tell me how badly I've messed up. I don't want to go through a library of logs, deciphering them like they're the Da Vinci code of my own failures. What I need is Honey Badger, the only monitoring tool that says, Hey Tom, you goofed up right here, and here's how to unfudge it. You see, Honey Badger is the cool professor who tells you where you went wrong, but also helps you get an A in the course. It tells you not just when the sky is falling, but which clouds are actually plummeting. So you can fix errors before your customers even have a chance to mock you on Twitter. And the setup? Oh boy, even I could get it running in less than five minutes, and I still struggle to set my microwave clock. So be your team's knight in shining armor. Go on a free trial with Honey Badger at honeybadger.io. Trust me, it's like having a sensei, but for code and a lot less yelling. See what catastrophes you've been missing and fix them before you become the catastrophe. That's honeybadger.io. Get on it. Now let's get back to getting ugly. Thank you, Honey Badger. Thank you, Honey Badger. I'm so, honey Badger! I'm so glad your whole family is in here. Or most what's uh family. what's that, Tom? Yeah, I had I had a week as well. You guys spent thirty minutes talking about your week. Maybe I, I should talk about mine. <laughs> the funny thing about John's uh, live stream coding was I felt like maybe I had built up filament a little too much in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Because the whole reason, maybe the whole reason he had me on there is because he wanted to implement filament. I'm like, okay, well, do your composer require? He does that. I'm like, okay, now run this make command, and well, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) He only had two models, and you know, it's like the the make command now has this um, generate switch you can throw on the back of it, where it reads your model, reads reads the table, and figures out how the crunch be set up. Like a GraphQL-ish endpoint? No. I mean, I, I guess. But it it <laughs> work, It just creates crud, like, you know, really quick. And he he wasn't trying to do anything, like, weird. I, I have a tendency to get, like, a little weird with my admin interfaces. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I, might get, it might get built out more in the future. It was just... It was just supposed to be quick. I wasn't expecting like it was quick. Though, some, something it? big, yeah. That's I, I have to say though that as much as I hate on Laravel, if you're doing crud, man, give me a, give me any task and two hours, and I can do that. Like it is, it is so fast at just crud applications, and you know I could easily do a 10 model CRUD application in a couple, in a couple hours. Yeah. All right. This is not a official sponsor, but, uh, Michael Dorinda in chat here has a video for Laracon AU. And is I want a, to, Oh, this isn't the GoFundMe for his penis issue. <laughs> well, this is why you have to actually play the video. Cause he's had, he has some inappropriate, uh, pictures of of me that I just wanted. To, I was curious if when he saw them, if it, if it was upside down. But he, uh, let's just see what this video talks about. I this I will be watching this for the first time with everybody. Hey everyone, happy Friday! I just wanted to take a few moments to share with you this week's speaker announcements for Laracon Australia 2023 happening in Sydney on November 16th and 17th. 
Can you believe that it's been four years since I cannot. we had an in-person Laracon in Australia? No, I don't say it. it. What? First up, returning for his second appearance in Australia is the Laravel wizard himself, Marcel Fossiot. <laughs> he and the team at Beyond Code have always got some... So he, I think he's just pimping his conference. I thought there'd be more. Also returning for his second appearance is the Master of Legacy Applications, Samuel Lee. We've all been there with legacy apps. And I cannot wait to see the horror stories oh. that we can share. Wait, why am I not speaking there? And for the first I don't know. Time, I'm, I'm on the same thing. Stage, Marty you see, he's, he's already rocking the t-shirt. I think this one's going to be for you. There are, of course, more speaker announcements to follow in the coming weeks. I, I don't believe you. Laracon Australia. Don't believe I cannot you. cannot wait to share them all with you. But in the meantime, if you think of the six speakers that we've announced, you figured out which topics they're presenting from our schedule. Or if you think you might know who the other Uh-oh. speakers are. You got a game going on? We'd love to hear from you on socials. The final release of tickets for Laracon Australia is on sale right Wait. now. We're on track for 300 attendees, and I cannot wait to experience Okay, I'm done listening to him now. Fuck that guy. <laughs> There's only 20 seconds left. <laughs> when, he, when, he, when, he, when he's flexing his attendance, I'm like, all right. It really seems like he's too, man. Here because, A, he's already got the shirt. Is that is yeah, he's way too organized. I can't I just can't do it. You guys got the shirts like a week before the conference started. No, we got the shirts when we got to the conference. That's when we got the shirts. Oh, there's the delivery address was just at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't enough time. Yeah, and then like what he got uh Marcel Persot's name correct. We don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> foreign names correct no we don't get any name correct i can't even get our url correct are you kidding me <laughs> oh man tired. i'm tired of being uh shown up yeah no that that i'm, I'm going back through our streams that that has been that has been misspelled for a very long time people <laughs> why why is this just now coming to our attention? I'm gonna go back to 341. Let's see, 341. Yeah, no, it's wrong there too. That's uh 341. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna guess it's been wrong since since it was created and none of us caught since, it. Since what 297? Well, no, you're right. We didn't we didn't have it in 297. Oh man. Yeah, probably since the beginning of the time. You know, I'll just keep it that way and see how many other people notice it. That's that's my uh that's my that's my little game. And then and then he, he gives people homework for his conference, doesn't offer a prize, doesn't, hey, see if you can figure out who's giving what talk when, and then I, good job. <laughs> no, it's more of, it's. I think it's more like, we don't know who we're going to speak. Who do you want to speak? And maybe we'll try to get them. <laughs> <laughs> There's some ugly guys there. Eric, your, your current wife. Is hundred percent correct on this. Uh, the 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 prize is giant bugs. <laughs> so if you get the answer correct, you get a giant bug in your shoe randomly throughout the day. One that will try to kill you. Not try. <laughs> oh. oh boy, you are the weird uncles of Laravel. PHP related though. My kids are even rocking the the, the geek words. That, yep. Uh, Eric, you were you were still talking about your week. 
Oh, eh, nah, not really. Um, I appreciate Tom's just not feeling like he can get tasks done. For me, it's not even like a big task. I've been trying. I've been trying to get back to my event sourcing application where I just apparently have to add a couple endpoints and things just keep piling on. I got a a ticket today that a third party service we're using. So what are we October? This is the first week of October. Yep. A third party service we're using that does um, some image recognition for us. They're, they're, they're decommissioning their API endpoint and you have to move to the new API endpoint, which hopefully is not going to be a big deal, but (laughs) I don't know. This is, this is the perfect opportunity to, when I saw it, I'm like, Oh, I'm actually very happy to see this because this was one of those applications where it's like, Oh yeah, look, I'm going to do a proof of proof of concept to show you guys that this works. And I do it. And they're like, okay, <laughs> we've sold it to two clients, so just add those clients to start using it. I'm like, no, wait, no, it's not it's not production code. Is it running on a server? Yeah, it's production code. I I, I am less of an optimist than you. I would I would aim for an inconvenience or a struggle, and I would I would be bothered by a a large undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> or a massive refactor. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we're solid developers, right? You have an interface that's abstracting, abstracting from that, right? Well, uh, sure, but I want more so. I, I do, actually. It is its own interface, but it's not its own service like it should be. Sure. So I, I, I want it to be its own service because in, in theory, we could actually have multiple services doing the same job, and then we just have to do a little DTO action uh, in and out of the out of the system. DTO, but data transfer object where you just kind of normalize the data that's coming into the system and then going out. Um, so I, I I would like to do that, and the funny thing about it is. Because you know it was a proof of concept, my biggest red flag when they said, "No, no, no, we're charging for this now," I, I, I raised my hand. I'm like, uh, "You guys understand this is like a single service we're using. Like we we need yeah. to do some research and find alternative ser- services we can use in the event they go away." And they're like, "Yep, yeah, you're right. We we'll, we'll create a ticket for that." And <laughs> We'll do it at some point. <laughs> I uh, there, was, some, of the, some of the tickets in our systems, like where I'm like, this is a massive issue. We need to we need to address it. I don't like the way this is designed. They go into the child in a well column mm-hmm. on our Jira yep. board, where it's like, you guys, do you guys still hear that? I hear crying, like I hear crying all the time, but it's way over there. Yeah. So do you okay, do you take this opportunity as somebody who's you're you're working what essentially hourly for this for this business or are you working out you're like it's a retainer so we work Yeah. So do you take this opportunity to do like a big mental refactor of the whole thing and write up a service and do a full interface and a DTO for it? Well, definitely going to be doing that at very least. I don't know if I'm going to have the time to find another service, uh, but I will be doing that. Because, I mean, 
honestly, it doesn't take that much time. It's it's what an extra extra day of coding maybe to kind of do it right. Have you uh, used any of the services like uh, like Postman has these API fake interfaces? So you can just take their example code and paste it into Postman and build it off Postman without making real hits to their server, like sort of sort of like uh, API first development. Right. No, I I haven't, and I I want to. I remember we had a, a user group meetup once with this guy who was really good with Postman. It, it was one of those things where John and I looked at each other and were like. We are not using that tool correctly. <laughs> well, I was, but I was it, in, spinning in the back. They they showed uh, how to like do basically uh, testing of everything. Like yeah. when you when you created something, it would test all the API calls, and I think it did the same sort of faker thing as well. I've got to, we've got to start setting those up because we're using. Not not even external services, which we are. We're using external services more and more, but we're even building internal services that are API calls that we just need to really solid make it make it much more solid uh, how we test that. And the cool thing about it is we spend the money on a Postman team account, so we have the ability to create these centralized repos of uh, endpoints and tests that we can then distribute to the team, which if you haven't had the opportunity to use Postman team, I know it's not for everybody. Everybody isn't going to be in that position. Uh, it's very cool because it's way cooler than it used to be because it becomes like this uh, Git repository. And maybe it's like this for not teams. I don't even know anymore, but essentially we have like this Git repository of all our Postman stuff and team members will go in there and fork the branch essentially into their local Postman that allows them to make some tweaks on their end that maybe they don't want to commit back. But if they do want to commit it back, they just merge it back up upstream and everybody else has access to it. I am, I know Postman is such an expensive tool for us. There's a yeah. few tools that are like that, but Postman is one of those. Like I have, when we start to kind of evaluate budgets and see, you know, where we can start trimming the fat a little bit, Postman is one of those ones that I want to get rid of, but I just can't. I just can't get rid of it because it's just it's we're just not using, so convenient. But we're not using all the functionality, and you can the functionality we use in it. I'm sure it could be built in PHP Storm. If you start using the .http scratch files, you can treat it almost yeah. like a Postman replacement. But I mean, like you, you're you said Postman's very expensive. I don't think you've were emphasizing the very enough on that. Postman is stupid expensive, but it's such a giant suite of tools. That's just like underneath a really simple interface that people only use for the really simple one thing it does. It's, it's so annoying to me because it's just a, it's a, it's half a web browser. (laughs) (laughs) We have other people, (laughs) our listeners now run the show and we love you for that. (laughs) Yeah. They're calling our our ad reads for us. (laughs) 
All right, do we do an ad read? Do we do an ad read? Do that. I'm going to take care of some dog stuff. You do your dogs. Nope, not going to do that. Thanks to JetBrains and PHP Storm for partnering with us. PHP Storm is a cutting-edge IDE tailored for PHP and web developers. Whether you're a newcomer or it's just been a hot minute since your last dive-in, there's never been a better time to revisit. With a slick, clean new UI, blazing speed enhancements, and a richer toolkit, it's transforming the way we code. It's time to start coding like a professional. Visit jetbrains.com forward slash PHP storm and kick off your 30 day free trial. Code smarter, not harder. Thanks, Thank PHP you. Storm. PHP storm. So, John. Yes. Uh, how hot is it where, you, where you're at? In, in so, so I think it was uh, low 90s today. Yeah, that's us. We're, we're we're in the nineties. Yep. The the Santa Ana winds kicking in. I did not get to fly this week because the winds were just not right. I could have. There were a couple people still went, but it wouldn't have been worth it. Hey, uh, dangerous. In in our Discord, Ramsey just said HTTP now has a GUI. I need a link to that. Because oh, actually, that was Buttery that said that HTTP Pi now no. has oh, it's such no. a oh, you you, pin, you, pin you yeah. yeah you pinned the wrong one, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, I need a link to that, Ben. Uh, I am a HTTP Pi enthusiast. Uh, I don't know what a GUI would look like or why you would have it, but I'm very curious. It's always easier to get other developers to use tools if they have GUIs. So I would like to I would like to see that if you have a link to something you can share. Uh, welcome back to the show, Tom. Happy you were able to join us. We're we're following up on. Oh, I see. There is a Dex. Oh, I see what you're talking about now. There's a desktop app. Let me uh, share my screen. HTTP has a desktop app. Oh, I always forget that restream. I have to share and do this. This is interesting. So what does this look like? So if I go to, if I go to app, AI, wait, what? Oh boy. AI assisted generated requests for your prompts. Scram human language, what you want to do. What? Okay. I, I can't look at that right now. I'm a, a I tell you, wow, that looks very, very early postman-ish, doesn't it? Man. It looks, like, it looks like 99% of use cases, which is that I need to mm-hmm. post or get or put something. And this is free. I didn't even, this is, well, HTTP is a open source project to begin with. Uh, but yeah, there was no pricing or anything for this. It's, you just click in and you're, you're in there. That's that's kind of cool. I, I guess you can't use it locally. Maybe I don't know. I would have to. I would have to play with it some. How would you do it on local development without using something like um, Ngrok or Cl- uh, Cloudflare? But uh, yeah, this but is there, this looks there, good. Yeah, there is a download if you go to the desktop stuff. Download for for Mac, Windows, Linux. or or Linux. Well, let's see. Uh, oh, well, I can't. I can't share that because it's not a tab. But yes, you're right. We will have to. 
get this. Uh, how do you feel about the app images, John? Do you use them? I don't do much installing, and I I think I tried app image once or twice, and it was just so so. I didn't. It didn't. So here, here's my issue. With, I do use app images uh, because sometimes that's all that's all you can use. They're so big. Like the images are so big. It's it's I I hate that about it because it includes all of its kind of support libraries and everything uh all in one package. It doesn't depend on the system having anything. And it just makes for these massive uh massive packages. Um yeah, I'll have to yeah. check this out. I'm sorry, Buttery, that we're all not as good at curl as you are that we can just do it from the command line well this command line is actually pretty simple it's not curl uh it's actually easier than curl uh but yeah this is how i'm i'm used to using it but curl is easy too i mean it's not it's not that hard which is yeah yeah. Curl's it's easy to post an image to somewhere or parse xml out of somewhere i mean like yeah it's easy but the thing about Postman is that the features, as you get used to it, the features just sort of like stack up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you go to another client that doesn't have it, and you're like, "Fuck, I I need this one." The, this one. The, the, the fact you can have environments, the the built-in authentication. I use that all the time. Where at yeah. my top at my top level, I have OAuth set up. Right. I click a click a button, go get a token, and I'm done. Now all my endpoints now have my bearer token. Easy peasy. And, and it can read uh like API standard API docs. So if you have your code documented in a way that's like legible by I can't remember what the API documenter is. Uh Swagger? Yeah. No, it, it, no, it used to be Swagger. It is now open API. Right, right, right. So yeah, if you have it in Swagger or Open API, you can just export that to to postman as a collection and start editing variables and having test scenarios and do that kind of stuff. And it's like, God, that's so nice. But if you work in a legacy system, I mean, why 50 bucks a month for a license or 30 bucks a month for a license per user for postman. Yeah. It's that expensive. It feels cheaper than I, it used to I, be. I, Pretty sure it's. I don't know. I'd have to look. I feel like I remember. Th- I'm looking. Eighty bucks. Eighty bucks a year was a lot. <laughs> it's it's way more than that. So uh, the the basic level for collaboration and API development is fourteen bucks per user per month. Per month. Right. Uh. To yeah, do, we have professional. Is what to we do have. the. Yeah. <gasps> To do the fun stuff is thirty bucks per user per month. Yeah, I just look what we're paying yearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's almost a grand, isn't it? It's over, and you're not it's over using, a grand? and you're not using it the way that it. It's 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 like buying PHP Storm to write README files, like just as a text editor. Like the way everyone uses Postman is just so. I I am sure that the like most of these features are used by just one percent of their clients. 
I mean, I feel the same way about Slack, though, to be totally honest with you. I feel like as much as we pay for Slack. What's that? I wish I did. We use all the features of the Slack. That's still an expensive tool. Like, what other features? Like, what features are you using that you think justifies that expense? Uh, Pinned items, collaboration, huddles. Huddles a lot. We have a lot of uh, senior developer, junior developer huddles. And do you guys uh, use the, the, the thing, Canva? Think, yeah. Canvas? Do you yeah. use Canvas now? It seems like such a good idea. I just the, can't I just can't start using another tool right now. I hate it. To me, the thing I think that that we pay for with Slack is that it works. It's it's the Apple defense, which is like, yeah, you plug it in, turn it on, it just works. You don't have to mess around with it. Like GitHub goes down. Well, and that's Slack the thing is like if a service is going to have an integration, it's going to be to Slack. Well, like, right. Yeah, maybe it'll have Teams. Maybe it'll have okay, uh, all, all my calendars, all my yeah. all my pipe. Everything plugins. has everything has Slack inter- integration. Yeah. What was the other one? Mattermost. Mattermost was was the Slack, the open source clone, which is actually a great project. Uh, I I was on the fence for a very long time at just switching over to Mattermost. I just didn't, you know, I just didn't. And after a while, we got so far down down the path, it just didn't seem worth it. But when I when I was messing with it, huh? When I was messing with Mattermost, um, I was I was able to at that time. I assume it's the same. I was able to import all of our history from Slack. So I did a, I, I would I basically map the users in Mattermost to the, the users in Slack and it would just port everything over. So we wouldn't lose any history had we moved over. Um, I think there were some caveats with, there might've been some caveats with the attachments and things like that, but for the most part, everything was there. And at that time also, and this was, this was way before huddles, uh, switch and i mean way before a lot of these recent feature uh enhancements i haven't looked at mattermost in probably a couple of years but at that time it was pretty close a feature feature by feature match to slack but like you said either you pay for a mattermost account like you pay for a slack account and it wasn't much cheaper than slack or you take on the burden of running your own servers, managing your own servers, keeping the software updated, you know, fixing things when things broke. And it was just like, yeah, eh, not there. I, to, to, to add to that, you guys mocked me for having my own server set up here. I love it, but it is a hobby. If I had to do this professionally, I, I would rip my eyes out. Because like if my if my network at home goes down and I can debug that and fix you know why it went down that's fine but if a network at an office goes down the pressure and that, boy, that stress that you feel <laughs> boy did I have an amazing outage at my house the other day because everything was working everything was working except my phone just my phone. Kids' phones, my wife' phone, working fine. Took my phone off the Wi-Fi, still wasn't working. Could not connect to the internet, no matter how, no matter why, no matter what. Three hours of debugging this. 
What was it? I had the WireGuard VPN on my phone turned on. So it was trying to connect to my internal network. And it, uh, couldn't, it couldn't figure it out. and couldn't get back to found. Oh, it I, have a, I have a very similar issue with TailScale on my phone because... Oh. Two days later, two days later, I'm out at my friend's house and I want to do something on one of my computers at home. And it, my stuff's not routing to the correct interface. Like I can't pull up any of the, the services I have. Figure out, during all my debugging, what I did was restart my cable modem. They gave me a new IP address. I never set up dynamic DNS on my system. So I got a new IP address, and none of my stuff pointed to the right place in the first place anyways. All my VPNs, all my all my things, I spent so much time figuring out. None of it worked. <sighs> Tail scale. I, I was just saying, I have a very similar problem with tail scale in the sense that uh, I'm on uh, Google Fi, so I have uh, my cell services mm-hmm. through Google, and that actually runs through a VPN all the time. Like, I don't even think I have an option of turning it off. Yeah. I'm sure it's just Google, you know, just leeching information as much as they can. <laughs> but when I fire up tail scale, Everything stops working. Like nothing on the phone works anymore. There's no routing anywhere. And so, yeah, that's a pain. Are you, now I know John's an Apple guy. Are you, are you an Apple phone person? Tom? Not right. phone. Not phone. Uh, no, okay. I don't, don't like the Apple phone. Uh, love my MacBook Pro, but I uh, just could never, I could never go back to iPhones. See, I said I said that for years, and I made the switch, and it took just a little bit of time. Now I actually like it. With it makes me want to go back to my MacBook as my primary daily driver because of those integrations. I know it's that's what they do the best. They do some amazing integrations, but I can tell you, one of the new integrations, OSX Sierra. And the new iOS 17 has it hooks directly into any webcams that are plugged in and does hand signal reading. So if you give it a thumbs up, it uh, it it shows a thumbs up on the screen, and if you give it like peace sign, it throws balloons behind you. So when you're explaining that it's been two weeks since your wife left you to somebody. And it starts playing balloons all over the screen. It's not the most opportune thing. <laughs> well, maybe it is. How do you know? It's not. <laughs> Are you trying to tell us something, Tom? I've received complaints. <laughs> trying to explain this is an iOS feature. We didn't do it. It's not quite covered the, the gamut of how bad it could possibly be. Uh, but... We've done what two sponsor reads right now so far. Have we yeah. thanked? Have we thanked the people that are closest to my heart? We'll we'll get there. <laughs> I, I'm going to share one more thing that happened today because it annoyed the hell out of me. Uh, again, working in a legacy application, we have a ton of dynamic properties on classes, like. 
oh, we just need this here, or we need that there, and you just throw, you just start adding it. And that is deprecated in PHP 8 and is going to be removed in 9. As we are marching towards releasing PHP 8 into our servers, because we're super close, we've spent so much time trying to limit all the warnings and everything that get uh, that are there. Ideally, we would like to have PHP logging all everything, uh, all warnings in production. We just can't right now because we turn it on for an hour and our logs log service says, hey, you've already blown through all of your logging for the whole month. <laughs> it's just like bad. That's rough. But but because of the deprecation, I had the idea. I'm like, it's all around our legacy models. And it's the very old active record library that we brought in and we're maintaining. So I made the, the suggestion, why don't at the top level, because everything extends from a base class, why don't we add a magic getters and setters and simply add it to a dynamic properties array. And then when you get, you pull it back out. It works flawlessly <laughs> until you try to JSON encode it or send that data back out. Like if you want to just access the data, it works fine. But we do a lot of, hey, take this object and JSON encode it. So you get all the public properties or all the properties on it. And all of a sudden our APIs were all broken today and some other code that uh, another service is broken and I'm getting bombarded with these complaints and all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, it's that. <laughs> and this is why, and I understand it. And well, frustrated, but yeah, I mean, what could go wrong using magic to circumvent deprecations? It wasn't meant to s circumvent it as much as bias time to actually fix it. So what, what we ended up doing was we're like, all right, we're going to live with this. We're not going to be able to turn logging on like we want to, but, sure. but we're still using the magic getters and setters now to still set the dynamic property, but also ping us in Slack and say, hey, we're using a dynamic property here. You might want to go fix that. Have you tried shift? It's not a Laravel application. No, it's not. But uh, so Laravel's Laravel shift is now a desktop application, uh, not just a Docker file that you run once and now nah, we cry. we use we're using PHP stand heavily and we we've, we've modified so many things. I mean. Mostly, most of the changes have been good and successful. This specific one was a flop. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I tell you, Laravel Shift, I downloaded the uh, the app a while back and looked at just the free download. And it's got a bunch of stuff that's like, yeah, just this is a free thing to figure out where all these issues are yeah. related specifically to these deprecations. Uh, Ramsey recommends rector as well and mm -hmm. uh we used rector on the application which solved a lot of issues we've used 
PHP stand to find issues and help fix them. Damn near killed her. Yeah. There's, there's been a, <laughs> there's been a lot of progress made. We, so we've done both where we're like, just throw PHP eight on and see what breaks. And it sometimes works. Sometimes it semi works. And then you see there's an issue and you roll back to seven, fix those issues. And you do that dance uh, for this application. There's a, specific person that is very heavily invested in not just upgrade and go. They want to PHP stand to be passing very solidly. Is it Kayla? Everything type into fire that guy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so progress being made. I can't wait to be actually using eight two code. We're using eight in all of our Docker containers in CI. I just can't write PHP 8 code yet. And that's sad. It makes me cry. You know, you'll be just in time for the, the next release of PHP uh, 8.3. Out in just, what, a month, a month and a half? Yeah, I think it's in, our, it's in release candidate 3 right now. I think November 23rd it comes out. Yeah. But... We're in the spooky season. I really want to see what uh, what Eric's throwing together for our Patreon page. That's fall. That's not nearly spooky enough. Yeah, I didn't want to have spooky all month. So it's October. It's spooky and, all month. And you're not wearing your any of your Halloween hats or shirts yet. <laughs> oh, right. you're right. I'm pretty sure I have four or five of those things. I need to. Be, I need to. That needs to start happening next week. It, good call there. Oh yeah. Well, next. Yeah, thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. We do greatly, greatly appreciate you. Yes, thank you. Where are you guys going to be next Thursday? Here. Are we not going to be here? What is next Thursday? Is there something going on? I'm going to be in San Diego next Thursday. Oh yeah. Uh, are we are we uh, doing a show? I don't know. I so I I land Thursday afternoon. I I'm not sure what the schedule is yet. I haven't uh, discussed it with my significantly better half. So uh, we'll have to figure something out. <laughs> you picked a bad time, uh, at least for me, because yeah, I'm out of town. <laughs> well, you're I always out of town. Me. Also, you live out of town, so that doesn't count. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at a '90s hip hop throwback concert on Friday. So wait, are we saying we're not gonna have a show next week? Is that what we're Is that what we're saying? We can have a show next week. Why can't oh. we have a show? Oh, okay. Thursday. I, I don't know. We got to find a find a spot, take it over, make it just the worst Starbucks experience any employees ever had. <laughs> I, what What are we gonna do when we're on Austin? Are we gonna Are we gonna do the show there too? I assume so. You don't pay me enough for this stuff. Man. We can we can save that conversation for the the after dark portion of the episode. We have uh, a PHP roundtable in the works. 
Uh, that's going to be fun. That's actually going to be next. What? I was going to ask if it's scheduled. It is. I need I need to get it up on the website still, but I think it's next Friday, or I think it's next Friday. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to say. It's the 13th, Friday the 13th, actually. That is awesome. Uh, the current wife and I started dating on a Friday the 13th. I think I tell you guys that every time Explains a Friday the 13th rolls around. So much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be about 1 p.m. Pacific Coast time, which makes it about 4 East Coast. And then we have some people over in Europe, which I guess that's pretty late in Europe. I think it's going to be like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock for them. Uh, So it's going to be fun. Uh, Have a few people been in our Discord is going to be there. Sarah said uh, they would be there, although have not confirmed yet. And uh, fucking Steve, Ooh. and Uncle Uncle Cal is supposed to be there as well. So very excited. S- star-studded lineup. Really? Yeah, is. We'll see. See if everybody actually shows up. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I do. I do like doing roundtables. <clears throat> it's just the coordination. I, I I just don't know. I don't know how uh, Sammy did it. Like trying to coordinate a time. I, I guess my big problem is I have too many people on the panel. I need to just like have one or two people because I try to coordinate things between like three, four people and it just, it gets out of control and, or just not coordinate and just say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Whoever can be there can be there. Right. That's insensitive though. Right. Cause I, ha- I, I have a tool. Well, it's, How, it's, the, the, the tool I have allows me to like, I, I can make up to the like, 20 or 40 suggested dates and time blocks. And then everybody can kind of vote and says, hey, this time, this date and time works for me. This date and time works for me. Then what I try to do is I try to get, typically, I'm able to get at least one day where everybody seems to be able to, it, it seems to be a good day for everybody. And I just was... This time, I just basically had to be selfish and said, you know what, I I'll, I'll do this this time when I can get like half the people there. Unfortunately, a few other people have accepted the invite. So yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's to be lot. fair, you're running a magazine, a conference and a consulting company, as well as two or three podcasts. I don't know if you do. I appreciate that. Tom. Yes. That's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of them. things on your plate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm out here breaking TVs at bars. <laughs> <laughs> You're like worrying about payroll. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. When, when you hear a plane crash from Colorado to San Diego, you'll see Tom. You know, on a mountainside somewhere, holding a flipper. Help me! <laughs> I already ate somebody's foot. They would do that. It was what are the button? <laughs> Uh, so in the, in the October spirit, I can't believe we haven't brought this up already because I'm so on time with this every year. It's Hacktoberfest. We talked about it last week. Segment last week, dude. (laughs) Was I here? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's still in Trillo. (laughs) This Hacktoberfest 
I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to do it for real this I time. Think, I think you've said that the past five years. I have. Yeah. I have every time. And this one for real, I have a project that needs it, that I can contribute to, that I use on a regular basis. I am very excited. I'm going to get a t-shirt if it kills me. Well, if you're they're wondering not, they're how not, they're not started, doing it this they're not doing the t-shirt this year, but okay. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if they are or not. <laughs> it's going to ask, kill me. Ask the current wife. I'm, I'm sure the current wife would be more than happy to make you a t-shirt, Tom. I know you've got the the cricket printer thing. Was well, no, we have a whole shirt press. We have we have we, oh, you should see the setup. Leading up to tech last year, we had gone nuts. And then after tech, it, it, it kind of fizzled out. We need to move it. It, it literally took over uh, one of our dining rooms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what, then? Just for you, next Thursday, I'm going to be there. You come here. You come here, Tom. I would love to have you over. It'd be nice to, to have a friend come visit me. I, I haven't had one friend come visit me since moving. I, I mean, you, got, you, I, gotta invite, you have to invite people. Yeah, I, I think that's a narrow. I I, I, to... I have friends that I've made up here. Don't give me that. You've got to invite people. Don't <laughs> just don't just don't. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I literally have. I to be honest, I mean to be completely frank, and I I'm not. This is not a pity party on me. I honestly don't have a lot of friends physically in Southern California. I just I make I really have like only a few friends most of my friends are online that you know i interact with Aww. so i don't feel bad about it i mean i i've never i i was never one of those people i'm one of those people like if i am your friend i'll do anything for you but you know it doesn't take a lot for me to not like you do you already have a flipper oh you do well i can't help you then i kind of know so I've... but yeah uh on php architect uh, our, our website, uh, um, Scott Tech Warren has a video on how to get started with Hacktoberfest. So go give that a watch. And while you're there, subscribe to the PHP Architect YouTube channel, which is blowing up, I might add. Let me see, where are they at? It's way past us already, isn't it? I mean, I think it was when we took Wait. over. So Hold on, I'm going to do this again. I like it. Look. That's I can't, what are you I doing? Can't hear whatever you're hearing. Oh, I didn't did I not share? Nope. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, what the hell did I do wrong there? Here you go. This, this? Here we go. Boom. Do it again. I'll do it again. I don't care. <laughs> I love our little bumper. But, but yeah, we're up to 3,000 uh, subscribers. A little over 3,000. So very excited about that. We've, we definitely have, we have 684 on this channel. I know. That's right? How crazy is that? And this is our yeah. 365th video. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we have uh, what, about, about two, two per two video. Subscribers. Yeah, two per video. Less, little less than two per video. 684. Well, yeah. Bad, not bad. It'll be be cool if we ever break a thousand. That'll be kind of cool. I mean, to be fair, we put almost no work into this. Really? I mean, 
I mean, I th- I literally think for the first four or five years we had like ten subscribers. All right, where are we at? Are we good? Are we yep. good time? We're great. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I, I want to shout out our Discord again. Our Discord is so great. We do I, have I, one of the better discords. I really wish I was more active in it, but my time in front of the computer is spent learning React right now. And I oh, there's always I, oh, a, always I an just, excuse, isn't there? Yeah, always an excuse with you. Yes. Let me, let me shrink these down. See, I, I even have a, the Primogen's uh, Discord. These are the big. These are the three main ones. I well, there's really just two. I bounce between. Nobody, nobody really is in. Uh, oh, I, I did. I did not know you could do little folders like that. That is, you can do awesome. little folders like that. Yeah. So I have uh these are like the the ones I, I'll go to. You know, PSP community, Laravel, a couple of my Vim ones. Then everything else is kind of just these are other PHP discords that I really don't visit a whole lot. These are my Vim discords. Yeah, you're good. You're- yep, yep, yep. We do have one of the better discords out there, I feel. I'll have you know. Let us know. After we end this episode, we're gonna be talking about Vim. Because I Oh, why is it why is it, why why do we have to wait until we're over? You, you don't have the guts to bring it up now? It will be rambling and pointless, and that is as much as I mean, we do that that's on, pretty much our brand for us. On the, <laughs> as much as we do that on the regular show, there will be periods of me trying to explain things I don't have the words for because it's Vim. <laughs> All right. All right, let's wrap this one up then. Eric, you're the one who does the wrapping up. You know, I, I, I'm a little bitter. Like, Mr. Live Coder here, two hours later, still going. <laughs> And then he tries to cut my podcast short. <laughs> Fuck this guy. All right. All right. Somebody's been drinking. All right. That's it. Episode 355 in the can. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Everybody needs to talk slower. Keep it ugly. Please. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people... People love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living? Well, applications okay i can dig it my words spray tight uh they getting together on the thursday nights yeah when it comes to rhyming you can call me the new dude i spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on youtube so let's get it you know my lyrics are major all up in the comments they got plenty of haters but they doing what they doing keep it ugly we ending every show with the saying it's lovely let's go yeah come on